Hello and welcome to episode 171 of the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Stuart Butler, joined today with Melissa Kavanaugh. Howdy ho! And Phil Fariska. Welcome back, all you honorary fueligans. Hey, he's back to normal. I appreciate it. it something didn't quite feel right in the world <laughs> when you weren't saying that. Oh, it, it was that? Yeah, <laughs> that was everything it. Else everything now. else this year has been completely normal. But you stopped saying honorary fueligans, which, which is hard to say, to be fair. But we're glad that we're back to normal. Everyone can go about their business. And we're also joined today with fellow fuel again, Jeremy Razuk. Howdy, everyone. Howdy. Howdy. This, this is your, is this going to stick? Is this howdy going to be your thing? I think I change it every single time I'm on. So okay, I think he that's my his, stick. He has his ten gallon hat on today. He's allowed. Do you have <laughs> cowboy boots and spurs? I want to hear those spurs jingle. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah, I'll go put them on. They're actually not on yet. Yeah. All righty. So, Phil, you want to kind of give us an overview of what we're going to be talking about today? This is a tactical episode, if ever I heard one. That's that's what I do. That's what I bring to the table. Um, yeah, this one is 10 tools and tactics to identify backlink opportunities for your hotel website. Because we all know how important backlinks are. And if you don't, backlinks are really important. And we're going to tell you how to get them today. So you should have kept going with the T's. I tried. I tried, but it doesn't. You, there aren't any T words for backlink opportunities. Well, but you could have done. You could have ripped me off, right? The HSMEI presentation I did this week with the. I, um, I, trust me, I tried. The tumultuous <laughs> times of 2020. You could have added that on the end. <laughs> oh, but I digress. So we're going to. Hey, getting... these are these are tried and true tactics that'll last. Before and after 2020. There you go. Well, you you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. These these are going to last forever, even when the internet is no longer a thing. These tactics will still work, guaranteed. And if, if even when it, SEO is dead, yeah, for the twelfth time. Already. Yeah, and and if they don't, then you can personally hold Phil responsible. He does not represent our company. He speaks on his own behalf when he makes guarantees. These views are my own. That's exactly right. So, but before we get into that, the tumultuous times of 2020 tactics and trends and tips for link building, it doesn't quite work. But before we do that, we've got a new segment on the show. And Melissa, we don't have Pete, so this is this is on your shoulders. We're going to do the re-newsaroos. You better sit down, buckle your seats for this crazy jingle I'm about to sing. It's right. going to knock your socks off. All right, and keep in mind that Pete last week did it in like this rocking 80s voice too, so high standards. With hotel marketing, we cannot lose. Now it's time for Renews <laughs> I mean, the creativity there, it's just oozing out of you, Melissa. Right. Did you call I, that a remix? Uh, <laughs> I am the most creative person on this team. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. that. That is why you are... Safe in your position in analytics, right? Yes. There's no this this the real no spin zone with Melissa. Ironically, also a music major, but whatever, it's fine. (laughs) Just jazz was never your forte, right? No, it was definitely not. Okay, good to hear. All right, so Phil, this is a follow-up from last week's uh, newsaroos. So you want to kind of recap that for folks that missed it, and then give us the update. Quick recap, so. Uh, a man was at a hotel in, in Thailand, um, and he brought his own bottle of liquor into the restaurant, and they tried to charge him a corkage fee, and he lost his mind. Ended up leaving him a bad review, and because he was in Thailand, the hotel decided to put him in jail. Uh, so, yeah, the guy had to spend, I think it was two days in jail for, uh, for leaving a bad review on, on TripAdvisor, and... That's when it got away from them. <laughs> so the New York Times picked it up, called out the hotel, explained what happened to this guy getting put in jail for leaving a bad review, and the Streisand effect is in full effect 
for the Seaview Chang Resort in Thailand. And it, it was crazy, right? Because they tried to double down on it. He was in jail for a couple of days. They tried to really press charges and get him to actually serve up to 30 days in prison, which would have been... Oh, up to two years. Oh, was it two years in prison? Up to two years for this defamation. Wow. So, I mean, obviously a deal was cut and people saw, saw senses. He ended up having to apologize there, right? He, he had to back down and yeah. rescind his, his uh, review. But th- this is such a bad look for not not just this property but thailand as a place that's friendly to tourists overall because when mainstream media like new york times um and i i can hear people wincing when i say mainstream media in new york times in some sense but for all intents and purposes this is not it's not a travel specific um newspaper right this this is reaching the masses people that would typically in under normal circumstances travel to thailand I've had so many conversations with people about this article over the last week or so, and the consensus is the same. It makes me less likely to travel to Thailand anytime soon. I mean, pandemic aside, even when it's over, it, it just makes me feel like I'm not welcome, you know? And, and so this, this this one little incident, which could have gone away very easily and could have been one review out of thousands, is now, you know, an international incident, and, and people are paying attention to it. That is oh, this the is end effect. this is the second New York Times article about this particular incident, and I think maybe even a bigger hit to to this hotel is the fact that TripAdvisor now added a banner on this hotel's page saying what happened to this guy and that they put people in jail for bad reviews. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, think bad. about that. That that right there is probably the the most harmful thing, right? Because there's people reading the New York Times, but these people that come across this on TripAdvisor are people that might actually be looking to stay at this property, or at minimum looking to travel to Thailand. So you're actively deterring people that are interested in the property or in the location. So yeah, that was ballsy for TripAdvisor to do that when you really think about it. You know, Trip I think Advisor. TripAdvisor was sending a message to other hotels. Don't do this. Yeah. Well, I think that that message was received loud and clear. I hope so. It's my opinion that the guy is a bit of a jerk. Not to say that he deserved to be in jail, but more to the point that, like, I think other people reading the review, had it just stayed there, would have realized he was a bit of a jerk. Right. And passed it. So they really just blew this up to exponential portions that didn't need to happen yeah anyone that would have read that would have said this is a guy that's unreasonable that threw a tantrum because he didn't like the rules right i mean we, we all know what a corkage fee is that's not unusual especially in high-end properties so he he was the unreasonable one and, and is probably still in the wrong and was at the beginning but th- these guys just took it like you said to a whole nother level of stupid in in just they were they were hoisted by their own petard that that is <laughs> There's n- never been a more apt usage of that phrase. The phrase that none of us have ever heard. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, you're not alone. All right. Maybe it's an English phrase. Maybe. All right. Well, my, well, my, my uh, analogy went down like a damp squib. So. <laughs> no, that one we've heard. Is, is this just a trout in the milk? I don't know. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, you know, I was listening to an episode of our show. I was, I was going back through the archives recently looking for something that we had talked about before. And I came across, I don't know if you remember it, there was an episode where we were, t- you guys had been out of the office at a conference or something. And I came back and someone had sent around a Reddit, um, something or other, but it, it, it was like your 1940s names or something like that. And you guys had looked up a, a bunch of um, words that were used back then, like applesauce and claptrap and stuff like that. And you just kept using those words throughout the episode. It, it made yeah. me chuckle a whole lot. I remember that. That, 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 that may was have been, an old episode. It was. It was It was back in the Misha days. It, it, it was probably the peak of silliness right next to the um, the, the phone call the, when, when your website or when your call center behaves like your website episode, which yes. is still my personal favorite. So. You go back through the archives. Those are those are some good ones to listen to. We'll link to them in the show notes. All right, so let's jump into today's topic, shall we? So 
Philip, take it away. This is your show, man. You you had MVP two weeks in a row. We no one got MVP last week, so this this could be theoretically your your turkey right in time for Turkey Day, in time for Turkey Day. That, so. that would be fantastic. I'll I'll try to bring the heat. So to cook the turkey. <laughs> hey, maybe I won't burn it like last year. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so one of the biggest ranking factors for any website is the number of backlinks and the quality of the backlinks your website gets. So getting links to your site is ever, you know, it's, it's always, it's always been important and it's still very important. And, and Google's recently come out and said that you can't just rely on the, the links that have been pointing to you for years and years and years. They expect you to be gaining new links to ensure that you're, content is still high quality and people want to consume it yeah, so and relevant right i think that's the thing why they're doing this this timey thing right where it's over time a, a link may not be as valuable because if someone linked you 10 years ago uh, that doesn't necessarily mean there's a relevance to that link today so truth mm-hmm. so we're gonna show you a few cool tools that i use to find new backlink opportunities all right. So before we jump into the the specifics, I do want to you know for because because we've got different levels of understanding of folks that listen to this show. So when when Phil says backlink, all it, what he's really referring to is another website that links to your website. And the way Google looks at that is it's it's sort of like an endorsement, or or some people use the analogy of it's it's like a vote of confidence. And because Google's really really good at understanding the the semantics, like what a site is talking about. Well, the subject matter is, and it's getting smarter at that. It still needs to understand the quality of the content. Like, is it actually talking about it in a in a way that's useful for for guests? And and it has some different proxy metrics that it uses for that. You know, some some are things like literally how many times your your brand or your site is referenced in in other websites, not just linked to, but talked about. Some is like social signals, things like that, engagement on the website. Um, but also, this this links is still one of the most important factors in in SEO ranking. Google still says it's it's in the top three. You know, it's content, it's rank brain, and it's links. Those three things kind of are the three pillars of of SEO ranking. So we we still, although it gets kind of often forgotten about today, links is still really really important. And the best way to generate links, we feel like, is to earn them by producing great content. But you can also encourage people to link to you, and that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today, to maximize your chance of being uh, linked to. So Right. We expect you to create great content, but you need to figure out how to get other people to see your content so they want to link to it. So, right. But it does start go. with the content. Right? You can't just say, I put up a crappy page and then go generate links to it. It, it makes it so much harder to do. So... You have to start. Let's assume you've created some great, relevant, useful content first. Number one is it's probably the most basic one I have on here, but it tends to be the most effective, and it is the Google Alert. So Google Alerts. I mean, it's you tell Google, uh, I want to be alerted when somebody mentions whatever the term may be. It could be your brand term. It could be a target keyword of yours. Um, You can enter it into the alert box. You can say, I want Google, I want you to alert me when any type of content mentions these terms. Or if you you can set filters on it for what type of content it is. For example, if a video comes out that mentions your brand or one of your target keywords, um, you can get alerted for that. And you should set up different alerts for different types of content. Um, it's probably the best way to go about it, but this one's free. It's very simple to set up. One example I like to use with this is, let's say you have a really great piece of textual content, a blog post that you've written, um, and you set up Google Alerts around the target keyword for that blog post uh, for videos that that are related. And... You get an alert that says, hey, a new video is has been created around your topic. You can reach out to the video creator and say, hey, I have a, I have a blog post that is 
just like your content. It's a, it's a great supplement to your video content. It contains information that your video doesn't. Would you mind sharing a link from your uh, either YouTube page or you know the page on your website that has the video back to my website? That's just an example of how you can use Google Alerts, but these things can fill up your inbox pretty quick if you don't do it correctly. So you know, I recommend putting putting all your keywords that you're going to get alerts for in, in quotations so you kind of get an exact match of it. Yeah, you can definitely overdo this. And, and when he's saying set up Google Alerts, you literally go to google.com slash alerts and you type in the queries that you want to get alerted to. Um, you, you need to be obviously be logged in to your Google account. Or if you're not sure, just go to Google. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a search engine, and you type in how do I set up Google Alerts, and you, you there's an answer box right there with a step-by-step guide. Really, really easy. Everyone should do it, at least minimum for their brand. Simple and effective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it is. This is the most simple and most effective, I, I think. And if yeah. you want some examples on you know, what you can set up alerts for, you can check out the blog post I wrote about this, and there's there's a couple other examples in there as well. And then it literally comes into your inbox. You don't have to go looking for it in a tool or anything. You just get alerts. It's great. Right. But then the key is following up, right? It's getting the alerts and knowing it's, it's just there is one thing, but then going out and doing the proactive outreach to try to get those people to link to you. That, that's really where the magic happens. Truth. All right. We're All ready right. for Two is a tool that's new to me. Um, it is called Brand Tracker by a company called Brand Mentions. Um, this is a paid tool. Uh, prices start at about $99 a month and go up from there depending on how many more features and projects you want to create. Um, it's You can get a free trial if you go to their site and check it out. A uh, link would be in the podcast notes. Um, this is similar to Google Alerts in, in the sense that you can track certain terms like your brand name or target keywords but there's a lot more features involved with with this brand tracker tool it it shows you know it graphs your mentions over time it gives those mentions a performance score uh, which kind of takes into account how many times that uh, that mention has been or the the post or social post whatever it is how many times it's been shared uh, or the influence or the domain influence like the domain authority of the site that it's on so this gives it a a a really useful score where you can see all right i've been mentioned 300 times but only about 30 of them have a high performance score so those are probably the ones i want to reach out to Uh, it, it it's a good feature is it as useful as its $99 a month price tag? Maybe. Uh, it depends on how aggressive you're being with your link building. If you're if you're really aggressively trying to gain links to your website, it's probably worth paying for a tool like this. But the one thing that I think this does really well is it shows social mentions. So uh, if somebody mentions you in a Facebook post, then you you get to see it uh, right right in your brand mentions, brand tracker, feed of mentions, uh, and it lets you connect with these people and then do some outreach and probably bring in some links or shares that way. Yeah, this is one that to me is it's a little pricey for what it is for an individual property. I think, you know, if you have multiple properties, it's probably worth it. But it might be something where you say, okay, in January and February, I'm really going to focus on, on link building, and this might be a tool that's worth getting for a month or two. Um, while you really work on that phase of SEO and then you don't have to have it in, you know, every month for next year. So it, it's, it's definitely a good tool. It has some unique features that, that a lot of these other ones don't. So, Yeah, just a, just a quick tip. It does give you some historical data as well, like historical mm-hmm. mentions. So if you do pay for it for a few months, um, make sure you collect as much of that data as you can so you can revisit it outside the tool if you stop paying. Yeah, so maybe just try the free trial and see see if it's something you like and if you feel like it's worth doing. I mean, you you really it's hard to quantify the value of a, of a link to your website, right? But obviously it depends on the quality. But if you can generate ten or twenty new links a month through this tool at five or ten dollars a link, that's well worth it, you know. So 
you can look at it that way as well and justify the price. And I'll say that speaking to the domain influence um, part of the performance score, and I know that there are other tools out there that you could use that may be less expensive where you can find your uh, domain authorities. Um, you know, this really is really helpful when you're looking for quality backlinks yeah. because, you know, Google Google would prefer that you had a few really good quality backlinks over like hundreds of backlinks from low quality sites. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an important distinction is, you know, when people, when Google's looking at these votes sort of, or these proxy votes through links, not all votes are created equal. You know, if I get a link from Yahoo travel, it's obviously more valuable than, than from Jeremy's blog about airplanes or something, you know, one, one, because, Jeremy's blog doesn't get a lot of traffic, although it should because it's amazing content. But it, it's also not semantically necessarily relevant to to my subject matter as well. So keeping in mind the quality domain authority of the link, but also the, the context uh, being relevant as well. How part. dare you say that about Jeremy's airplane blog? <laughs> it's, I know. It's a brilliant a blog. Yeah, he's, he's an aeronautics enthusiast, let's say. <sighs> All right, let's go to so what, number. Let's let's restate the name of that one. So that was Brand Mentions. Was yeah, the tool? Okay. Brand Mentions is the company, and they have a tool called Brand Tracker. Brand Tracker. Okay, and we'll link to this in the show notes as well. So, all right, number This one is awesome, but it does require some paid tools. This one is competitor links. So. Find, essentially finding sites that link to your competitors and trying to get a link from the same site or from the same page that's linking to your competitor. One that we like to use here at Fuel is Moz's Link Intersect Report. Uh, what that does is allow us to enter um, a couple of our competitors' domains, and the tool then goes through and finds all the backlinks to those domains, and it'll spit out a list of sites that are linking to two or three of our competitors. Um, if if a page is linking to you know the two hotels down the street, why isn't it linking to me? Uh, in most cases, if they're not linking to you, they should be. So once you have that list of sites that are linking to your competitors, you know, one or two of your competitors from the same page, go out to them, say, hey, I'm I'm also a hotel in this area. Can I have a link from your page too? And and in most cases, you know, you can get it if, if the site's actively managed. Um, but it, what that's doing is uh, reducing some of that. Um, it it reduces the link juice being passed to competitors' websites and and funnels some to you. So it puts you more of a uh, more on a level playing field when it when it comes to backlinks to all of your sites yeah so when when phil mentions link juice this is kind of an analogy that i think will reynolds was one of the first that i heard that was kind of using that one of that phrase but essentially think about each site that, that's linking to you having a finite number of votes so even if it's yahoo travel you know if it linked to one site that one site would get all of its votes but if it linked to five sites that might split its votes between those five so this is just another one of those dimensions that, that Google looks at. If, if a page is linking to a bazillion sites, you don't get as much value as if, if it's only linking to you. Where I really like competitor um, intercept report and, and looking at where people are linking to your competitors, if you're really smart about it, what you do is take, take a really deliberate approach to it and say, okay, what, what page on my competitor's site are they linking to and why? What is the context? You might find that they're linking to that, this hotel site because it's talking about it's um, like a local event or like local restaurants, like top 10 seafood restaurants in my destination or, so, or something like that. Well, not only can you go and ask to be included along with your competitor, if you're really smart about it, if you pro provide content that's more valuable to the audience that that person's linking to, you can actually ask them to replace the link to the competitor with your own link. And we get this a lot on our podcast. So we, we obviously get a large following to our podcast and we have pretty high domain authority on the Fuel Travel website. So if we do an episode, say, like this one, where we say um, the top 10 ways to link 
link build for your hotel and we link to a specific article or a tool on someone else's website, I guarantee you within a couple of months, we're going to start getting people doing outreach to us saying, hey, I saw you link to this post and uh, we've got better content than this one. So if you if you want to switch it out, this will be better for your audience. Uh, so so it's a tactic that can work. You have to be careful, I think, because you, is- you don't want Stuart, that is 100% how brand mentions made themselves onto this list. Yep. <laughs> this was a blog post I wrote back in 2014, so I've updated it uh, for 2020. And brand mentions reached out and said, hey, you have a tool on this list that doesn't exist anymore. Would you replace them with us? And look, they're here. Exactly. So so it can be really effective. I think you've got to be careful how you approach it. But, but if you do it in a deliberate way, I think it can be very, very effective. Well, it was uh, it just for instance, like you said, it was effective for me. I had something that wasn't useful to my readers on my post, mm-hmm. and here it was. You know, here's a, here's a new useful tool that I can add. Yeah, Done. and they're providing value, right? They're helping you in that scenario. So you've got to approach it from that mindset. Don't do it in a just self-serving way. Being self-serving is part of it. That's the outcome, but you've got to approach it in a way that makes sense to the publisher. If it doesn't make sense to them, they're not going to do it. So just saying, hey this is my competitor, switch it out with my link because I'm better than them. It's not going to work. It's like, well, sell the value proposition. What, why Why should they do it? Start start with that in mind. And, you know, the, the beauty of that is you're not only building your own uh, link equity and, and improving your link profile, you're reducing your competitors. So it's it's win-win for you and lose-lose for them. Right. And, and if you're, if, like I said, you kind of have to have paid tools to accomplish this. But if you have a, a paid tool that can gather all the backlinks from a website, for instance, if a hotel in your area has just closed, go find what their domain was, put it in this backlink tool, pull down all the links that were pointing to that closed hotel's website, and go pick off the sites that were linking to them that aren't linking to you and say, hey, they closed, but we're a hotel in town. Can we have a link on your page instead? Just yeah, a quick and easy example. I remember once, and this wasn't um, an actual hotel. It was a portal website, like a destination portal website. And we were doing the SEO for them. And this is probably seven or eight years ago now. But they they became the title sponsor for their local marathon. And up until then, a lot of people had been linking to uh, the, the official marathon site or to the previous sponsor sites and things like that. So we went through a really in- big initiative and outreached everywhere that mentioned that marathon and, and was linking to the you know the old sponsors or whatever and asked them to replace the links with the, the new website. And we I think, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Phil, but I, I think we got close to 500 new inbound links just through that initiative. It didn't correct. take a whole lot of time. That was, it, uh, that's where you're wrong. That was time consuming. But <laughs> it paid off tremendously. I mean, we saw a ton of new inbound links. We saw some residual traffic from those sites and we saw a pretty big uptick in domain authority after gaining all of those links um and 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 subsequently some some ranking boost on pages that had nothing to do with the marathon so Mm -hmm. you know increasing that that domain authority by getting all of those votes to our website uh, just really helped in the eyes of google Mm -hmm. all righty number this one's kind of fun. <laughs> People make mistakes a lot. No. Typos, typos all over the place. So <laughs> finding misspellings of your brand or your URL uh, when people were trying to link to you and then they messed up, uh, it's just an easy way to gain a link that you should have had in the first place. You'd be surprised at how often this happens. Um, you can go to our show notes or, or my blog post, and I have a tool here for you that just spits out a list of common misspellings. But what I'm suggesting you do is type in the first part of your domain name. So in, in our case, it'd be fuel travel with no spaces because we're fueltravel.com. Uh, then the tool spits out a list of misspellings of that fuel travel. And then I put that into Excel sheet, and the next column I put .com. And then I concatenate the two columns, so then I have misspelling.com, and I put that into uh, the backlink tool, the backlink checker tool, uh, and try to find anything linking to those misspelled URLs. And every single time somebody tried to link to me but misspelled the URL, then reach out to that that site and say, hey, 
you happen to misspell this and it's not actually linking where you expected it to link. Can you change that? Easy way to grab backlinks you should add in the first place. You know why this is my favorite tip? <laughs> I can guess. Because you get to use concatenation in Excel and I'm such a spreadsheet nerd. That would have been my guess. What What about if you did it in Google Sheets instead of Excel? Would that, no, would then that... I just get angry. I just get angry because it probably doesn't work. Google, Google Sheets is infinitely better than Excel. Discuss. False. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear those buttons burning. That is such a false statement. Oh, my gosh. Apparently, aside from its translation feature. How cool is that? So aside, sorry, tangent time, found out today that Google Sheets has a Google Translate feature. So you can put all of your English words in one column. And then in the next column, you can say translate previous column to from English to French or English to Spanish. And then it'll just translate for you phrase to phrase or word to word. And you just get this awesome list of translated it, it, I'm going to use it for for um, probably Spanish PPC campaigns, but I just thought that was a really cool thing. Yeah, and you it, know what? Go ahead, Melissa. No, I was just saying that is really cool, and I will I will give props to Google for that. But that is all that I will give them props for. What What about the auto refreshing pivot tables? Oh, all right. So that was two points. Mm -hmm. How two about points? Auto, Melissa? But what about their auto save feature? No, I, I actually don't like the autosave feature. How about that? What? Are you telling yeah. me that you've yeah. never been in a spreadsheet and something went wonky and you wish it had saved and it didn't? Yes, but I also do a lot of manipulation in spreadsheets that I specifically don't want to save. And I don't want to have to remember to undo, 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 undo. undo they have undo. that full change history. You could just go back. No. We're no. trying to sell you so hard on Google Sheets right now. And don't get me started on graphing. Just don't. Oh, no. Don't. Don't. Mm -hmm. We're digressing, though. We are. Mm -hmm. That's because okay. It's all I useful. I do a whole podcast episode on that. but Oh, you just signed up. <laughs> Next episode on the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. Hey, I will say, Phil, that you, your discovery of the translate, which I didn't know about until you pointed that out, too, is going to save us a ton of time with um, our multilingual versions of our software. So we've set up our booking engine and our mobile app products to be multilingual, but they require basically a spreadsheet of labels. So the words that need to be translated. And up until now, you know, we have French, German, Spanish, Dutch, Mandarin. There's probably a couple I'm missing as well already translated. But when someone comes to us and says, hey, I want the Flemish version or, or whatever the language is, we typically either have to manually figure out what those labels are or get the client to provide us with the, the translations that they want. But now we can automate that for any language, which is phenomenal. So, so now, because of you, we can say that our booking engine and our mobile app is now available in any language, which is really cool. I will take credit for Google putting that feature in their mm -hmm. spreadsheets. All right. Are we ready to move to number five? All right. This is the most old school one on the list, but also still very, very effective. Using search operators. And unless you're uh, in the SEO world, you probably have never used a search operator. That's okay. That's going to change right now. Does anyone else have smooth operator in, in their head now? Yes. Search operator. <laughs> Someone needs to make that song. All right. All right. Anytime so, you say search operator now, you have to sing it. Okay. Just. All right. So it. these things that you can type into the search bar. <laughs> what are they called? Don't make me do it again. All right. So there's the. There's multiple, but two of the ones that are probably most effective would be in URL. You just type I-N-U-R-L colon and then put your keyword and hit enter and Google will find all of the sites that have that keyword in the URL. So whether you know, you're searching for any target keyword or any type of site that has that keyword in its URL, uh, it'll spit them all out and you can use that to find thinking opportunities. Um, very similarly, you can use in text, that's I-N-T-E-X-T colon, 
put that in with your you know keyword following the colon and it'll spit out a list of sites that have that keyword on the page somewhere so again you can use that for your brand name you can use that for your target keyword see people who are mentioning you this is the oldest oldest of the old school tactics but it still works and it's free we like free yeah i was gonna say this is this I definitely use this whenever we're doing, whenever I'm trying to do any backlink or link outreach. This is one of the first things I go to. And definitely. It's, it's so easy. Yeah, it's easy and it's free. And I mean, why would you not at least try? Yeah, especially the in-text. I mean, that it basically does what all of the tools I mentioned do and finding who mentions your brand name in their text somewhere. Exactly. All right. Are we on to number six six six, 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 six? Number six is using directories. So local listing directories like you know Google My Business, but also you know Bing Places, Hot Frog, Newstar, Locallys, all of those type of uh, local listing aggregators. You should be on them already. You should have your URL, business name, address, phone number, all of that consistent across all of those. But that's not the only thing you can do with these. You can also find them, use them to find linking opportunities and partnership opportunities. So the example I used in my blog post was um, a resort in Salt Lake City. Uh, they want to partner with a ski rental company. So they go in and write ski rental and then choose the city Salt Lake City. And it spits out a list of businesses that do ski rentals in Salt Lake City. And then they call them up try to get a hold of ownership and set up a partnership with that ski rental company. And when you create partnerships like that and relationships like that between, you know, that is the official ski rental of your hotel, you're almost always going to get a link from that ski rental company back to your hotel website. Seems like a logical thing you can do. And it goes back to building relationships in your town with other businesses, which is win, 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 win. Like we just talked about with Kimpton and Asheville and their, uh, was it dog treat company down dog, the street? Yeah, yeah, and and you shouldn't limit your thinking here, right? It could be anything. You could go partner with local museums, local breweries, local anything. And any anytime you can create collaborative promotion, we talked about it a lot on the show about how that opens you up to each other's audience. Well, part of their audience is Google, right? So Google is going to see their site and see them linking to you. So. It's just icing on the cake on top of all the other benefits of forming these local partnerships. Right. Let's hop on to number seven. Monitoring social media. So I mentioned that the brand mentioned brand tracker tool does monitor social media. There's another one that's free. It's not as good, but it's free and it's called socialmention.com. Um, you can, you can try that as well, but let me, preface this, you should piggyback on all the tactics we've already listed. So Google alerts, brand mentions, competitor links, search operators, directories. Every time you're visiting these sites to find linking opportunities, you should also be collecting their social media links. So whether you, you know, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, but this is how you connect to these businesses and start making relationships with them. And if you're, you know, you should be monitoring who's talking about your, your keywords, uh, who's talking about your brand on social media. And anytime someone's mentioning you, you can ask for a link. I think that's fairly reasonable. Um, but this is also a, a really good time to use the utility tactic. And and if someone's, you, you can set up these, for instance, if you put a question into socialmention.com, like what is the best restaurant in city name? And it'll spit out a bunch of people asking that question on social media. And you go answer their question and genuinely provide a good answer. You're, it, it's brand awareness. It shows that you're helpful. Um, but can also lead to, you know, again, relationships and backlink opportunities. Being helpful. Imagine that. Being hospitable, almost. That's a foreign concept, being hospitable in the hospitality industry. Who would have thunk it? All right. Next one? Yeah. Number 
All right, so this one is another one that I just recently found out about. It's called Brand24. It's um, it, it mainly focuses around Twitter, but it, you can find people who are having conversations about things that you care about. So again, you can use this to kind of do what we just talked about with uh, you know social media mentions and socialmention.com and brand mention. Um, track things like certain hashtags that apply to your business or or your city or anything, and be helpful. Um, brand 24 also does give web mentions. So if you enter your brand name in, um, it'll spit out some, you know, people who are talking about your brand name on blog posts and things like that. Uh, they do offer a paid version, which has a you know, few more capabilities, but the free version should get done what you're trying to get done in a pretty clean way. Yay for you and I keep talking over each other today, Melissa. I'm sorry. Uh. <laughs> No, I just said yay for free. That's all. You okay. go. All right. What I was going to say is is this one's important uh, now because we see, especially the, the Generation Z or the Zoomers, as we call them a lot on the show, they care a lot about things, right, about wh- whether that's the environment or a movement or whatever. The, 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 these younger folks, and I, I bundle the millennials in with that, so anyone under 40 essentially – if you can align yourself behind the values that you stand for and, and find the, the causes in the communities that really are, are going to be where the people you're targeting, the, the audience that you're really going after, hang out already and have conversations. And if you can become a, an authentic part of those communities, um, you know, that's going to just only help build loyalty and, and grow your fan base and grow the people that are going to admire your brand want to stay with you and, uh, and continue to talk about you. So it becomes kind of a flywheel where the more you participate in the community, the more people are going to be aware of you, the more people are going to link to you, the more people can stay with you, which means the more people are going to talk about you. And it just, it continues. So, you know, I'm not saying you have to pick a, pick a side on every topic, but if there are things that you as an owner or as a marketer or as a management company really care about, and, and it fits with your brand, then don't be afraid to 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 take a stand where where it makes sense and find these communities of conversations. And it doesn't even have to be taking a stand. It could just be something that you know that that you offer at your hotel. Like I, I know a few of the hotels that we work with, you know, have yoga programs um, where their guests can take yoga classes while at the hotel. Well. It, why not get your yoga instructor involved in these communities if they're not already and, you know, share links to your yoga content on your website. And those people who are also following those same uh, hashtags or groups or communities, you, you might, you might just catch a link from that too. So it's, it's definitely worth your time outside of just the general brand awareness. You're probably going to grab a few links out of that. Yeah, and just be careful. You know, when you're when you're in communities, just understand that every every community has its own rules of engagement and, and what what's appropriate, what's not. What the even even some of them have their own kind of language that develops over time. So you got to go in there with the right mindset. Don't go in there with the objective of just leveraging it for your own advantage. You you've got to go in there genuinely caring about that community and wanting to be a part of it. That the rest will happen naturally. Don't try to force it. Like if, if you came into like a nerdy Star Wars community that I hang out in and you start talking about how Spock was your favorite Star Wars character, <laughs> you're going to get ostracized really quickly, right? So you, you, you don't want to be a, a pretender to the throne. You just you want to come in there and be your authentic self. And, and just go to communities that make sense to you, that you actually have a passion for, and um, that make sense to your brand as well. Right, so that kind of leads us into number nine. This is Melissa's favorite. Do you want to say it? It's Follower Wonk. <laughs> this is such a cool name. So Follower Wonk allows you to dig a little deeper into into a Twitter following. It can suggest people um, to, to follow. It, it kind of shows overlaps of followers or influencers um, just gives you a really good picture of who you might need to reach out to and create a relationship with based on who you already follow. Um, but it also gives you really cool things like the time of day and the day of the week that people are talking about 
whatever you're interested in, whether it be your brand or something like we just mentioned, like something that your hotel offers, a, a specialty event or events going on around you, um, it lets you know when you should get into the conversation, essentially. Um, that's it, It's just kind of a, a little help with social media timing and outreach and partnerships. I wonder why it's just with Twitter. Any ideas? I don't know. That's what we've used it for, but yeah, I don't I don't know why it's just Twitter. We're going to roll with it because they have a funny cool name. But Twitter Twitter's really it's it's a good spot. It's not necessarily the best thing for hotel marketing, but it is a good spot to learn who your audience is and and how to get involved in communities that are constantly talking about the things that your hotel cares about and your hotel cares about getting in front of. Yeah, I think I think that's the key, right? Is it's it's the gateway to communities. Like maybe some of the conversation exists on Twitter, but it it might live in a forum or on a Facebook group or you know somewhere outside of the Twitter ecosystem. Sometimes you know Twitter, Twitter is not representative of the general public. It, it's it's a kind of microcosm of the internet, and it has its own kind of rules of engagement and. It's, it's its own challenges, but it's it's um, not the place to be selling. It's not the place for a hard uh-uh. sell. It is no. the place to get involved in conversation. S- similarly to yeah. Reddit, you don't go to Reddit for a hard sell. You go to Reddit to get involved in a conversation, and occasionally, mm-hmm. when it makes sense, you can squeeze in some helpful content that you have that people might share around. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's that's yeah, that's how you interact with those communities. But it is where you can get to know the influences in a, in a in a community and understand where where that community lives outside of Twitter as well. So like I said, it's a, it's a gateway to, to the, you know, the full community. It, it can be a good starting point. I saved the best one for last, guys. Is, is it better than Follower Wonk? I mean, it doesn't have a cool name, but it's more effective. All right. Number 10. Your vendors, people who you already worked with. This is, you know, anything from operational to marketing. Um, so operation side, think of your, your housekeeping service probably has its own website, the security firm you use, the telephone system you use, um, food and beverage companies that supply you, the, the cleaning supply companies, the, the people who give you in-room amenities like, like the soaps and shampoos and the coffee and things like that, that, that are part of your your operations they already work with you it's okay to reach out to that company and and say hey you know thanks for being a great partner um we're big fans of your partnership would you mind including a a link from your site to ours to let people know that you work with us yeah, and some, sometimes you you know you you might need to kind of help them figure that out. Like they might not have a place on their site to link to you. So maybe you you help them by providing some content that that is valuable to their audience that'll reach to you. Maybe you say, "Hey, I'll give you a testimonial, uh, and I just want to link that, and then you can put that on your homepage." Like you know, Phil Fariska from the Fancy Vance Hotels, who's the VP of Marketing, says this vendor blah 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 blah, and that links back to the site. So you, you might have to help them and handhold them and spoon feed them a little bit to get this. But I, I would expand it from just vendors to, to partners in general. You know, it doesn't have yeah. to be necessary someone you're you're paying. It could be anyone you have a relationship with. Go go sponsor events in your local community and have them link to you, right? And in just like we talked about with the marathon in a destination earlier. If you sponsor the local, I don't know, the Blue Crab Festival sponsored by your property then anywhere that not only their site but anyone that references that might might be more willing to link to you. Um, the, you have, the local Quidditch tournament. Yeah, if you want to do that, especially if if you're really targeting nerds who love Harry Potter, that would be a great one. Um, but maybe you you can partner with the local school, you know, because one of the things we haven't talked about today is not all links are created equal, and if you can get those .gov or .edu links, they're they're worth their weight in gold compared to .coms and and other top-level domains. So maybe this one is where you can go find out something from, you know, will provide some value to your local school or some local government and, and get them to link to you somehow as well. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it a little early, but, I mean, think of think of things that, you know, you can provide value to. So even, 
you know, your marketing side, your software side, we're talking your, your PRM, your P, uh, PMS, CRM, marketing agencies, booking engines, even your, you know, radio advertisers, billboards, print, traditional stuff. Sometimes they tend to be a little more savvy than some of the other companies. They, they probably know how to give you a link from their website. But in, in those cases, you need to provide them something, be proactive about it. So I'm, I'm talking like testimonials can work that sometimes that's sufficient if you just say how great they are and they'll want to put it on their website with a link to you. That's cool. But um, sometimes you need to go a little farther. So creating a case study about how they helped you. Uh, if you can say that, you know, X vendor improved my revenue or my occupancy or my OTA reliance by whatever, you know, whatever percentage that vendor is going to want to put that on their website and tout that. That's that's a link that you're almost certain to get if you take the take that step of gathering the data, creating a little case study or a little post and say, hey, why don't you put this on your site with a link back to my site? Yeah, I've got a really good idea. So everyone listening right now, if they email us info at fueltravel.com, <laughs> having, le- having left a review on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and they email us their property name and their URL, then we can read their review out on the show, and then in the show notes, we can link back to their hotel website. So it's Boom. win-win, right? Our, our, our podcast gets more exposure, and you guys get a backlink. So leave us a review, send us an email, info at fueltravel.com, saying you left the review with your URL, and we'll give you a backlink. Just like that. Easy as pie. Wow. I have a question for Phil. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about paid links? So, this gets a little dicey. I don't think it's okay, and neither does Google, to go out and say, I'll give you money for a link to my site. Uh, And if you're caught doing that, you can catch a manual penalty, which basically wipes you out of the Google index. So don't do that. However, we've talked about other things where you can provide value, maybe not monetarily, uh, from one site to another. Um, like, for instance, how, how Brand Mentions reached out to us and said, hey, why don't you replace us with this tool that doesn't exist anymore? That's value. They might have, they might have given me a free license to use their tool. Um, you know, that's... <laughs> It's not may necessarily may not. Okay, monetary, but you know, you know what I mean. Like that—that's the kind of thing that that can go a long way. And 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 hotels do this all the time. I mean, let's be let's be real. They're, they have influencers. They they'll let a mommy blogger come stay at their property and write a post on her mommy blog about staying at the property. And yeah, the mom got some value, and yeah. uh, got some value. Um, it's it, you got to be it, careful with that one though, right? Specifically, because technically exactly. she should she should disclose, she disclose that what the, what that she's that getting. Happened. Yeah, right. and and, and they, she should be putting attributes on on those links to to designate that that was somehow the, the attribute Stuart's referring to is called a no follow attribute, mm-hmm. which essentially tells Google do not pass the link juice. Uh, we know that Google still recognizes that the link is there. Um, they also have new attributes that are, this is a paid link type of attribute. You can look it up if you want to get involved in that. But we know this stuff happens all the time. Uh, and we know not everybody puts the attributes on there. It's it's a very shady game that you're playing when you get into paying for links. Uh, so we don't recommend doing it. We recommend doing it the organic way by providing quality content to people who need it and people who are related to you creating relationships with people like I talked about with your vendors um, and and with followers and communities get involved in that type of link building because it's going to go a lot farther than you just shelling out money for links yeah I think good link building cannot be scaled right you cannot ratchet it up it, you you have to it, it's methodical it's time-consuming but it's well worthwhile to do it the right way because the risk and the penalty of doing it the wrong way and getting caught is just too great. We we have seen properties literally get wiped off of the Google index, and that is a death sentence in today's 
um, day and age. So do do it the right way. Do it authentically. Don't try to game the system. You will never outsmart Google. You might for a day or two or a week or a month, but on the long Even term. Even a year, but yeah. the, if you, that penguin algorithm will get you if you're doing this the wrong way. It will. They will find out what you're doing and you're going to get wiped out. And it's not worth it's not worth a manual penalty that you'll receive and getting wiped out of the Google index and never being found and not being allowed to participate in Google ads. It's just not it's not worth it to try to spend money directly f- to game the system. Just do things the right way, do it authentically, do it, do it with the value proposition in mind. What why would this person link to me? What what value do I bring to them by have them having this link? If if you approach it from that direction, I think you're going to stay well within the boundaries of of what Google accepts. Yeah. I always put myself in the in the other person's shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody sent me the email I'm about to send, what would I do with it? Mm-hmm. If it's one of those where like, man, if I read this and I'd instantly delete it, then why are you even sending it? You know, make, yeah. make your offering better, make your content that you have better, make it truly worthwhile to the point where you would say, well, hell yeah, I want to link to that. Yeah. And don't, don't get caught in this trap of link exchange, right? That's the other one that along with bought links that can get you in some trouble. Don't just reach out to people and say, hey, I'll link to you if you link to me. Well, un- but, understand what we talked about with link juice earlier, right? So you're mm-hmm. passing your link juice away. People are passing link juice to you. You, you don't want to have that equal exchange every time because then that gets, you know, you're, you're not really gaining anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that can start well, to create and, a pattern in the, in the right. algorithm that understands that would that would look very very shady to google and again you might find yourself in a manual penalty yeah that's the thing i was going to bring up was that you know your overall link profile there's an organic looking profile of the types of people that typically link to a hotel website and google watches not just who's linking to you but the timing of when they link to you and if they start seeing these massive spikes that look a little odd and they start seeing that, oh wait, everyone that's linking to them all of a sudden is getting linked back from, from this site. This is just going to raise red flags. You want to, you want to do this in an organic natural way so that Google doesn't get spooked and think that something shady is going on. So stay away from link exchanges, stay away from paid links, try to do it organically by providing value and you'll, you'll be a okay. And don't forget, we'll give you a link. If you leave us a, a review and say, "Hey, we left you a review," we'll we'll, we'll read your we'll read your review out on the show and and and, and we'll, uh, help we'll you link out. to you in the show notes, right? So yeah, just leave us a review and then email info at fueltravel dot com and we'll do that. Um, so there's, I mean, obviously there's a lot of different link uh, ways to build links. We've missed, you know, there's a ton that aren't on this oh, list. This is ten yeah, of our favorites. If you have one specifically that you like that we didn't mention, then feel free to write to us to info at fueltravel.com. Again, we'll give you credit for that and a, and a link back if, if you give us your URL that you want us to link to in the show notes. So we'd love to hear your link building uh, tactics that work for you as well. And, of course, you can get the notes to today's show, including links to all of these tools, at fueltravel.com slash podcast, and you click on episode 171. Good job. Phil, guys, what do you think? Does he get MVP again? I don't see how he couldn't. J- Jeremy's unsure. I say MVP. Okay. I'm you got the turkey best. just in time for Thanksgiving, my friend. Yes. Well, thank you. And, and more importantly, just in time for, for a major life event for you and Alyssa. That's right. Little, little turkey coming out of the oven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's going to appreciate that in 12 to 13 years. <laughs> That's funny. So so Phil is expecting his first baby um, this coming weekend, so we wish them the best. It, it may mean that you, you skip a, an episode or two, or at the very least, you're going to be very, very tired on the next couple of episodes. So we look forward I, I to making fun of you. I will miss the next episode, or I, I will be a zombie. One of those two things is, mm-hmm. is coming. Either either way, I, I thought some prayers are with you. Your life will never be the same again. But we wish you the best. Um, all right, if they want to find you, Phil, and learn more about link building or any any other shenanigans going on in your life, where can they do that? Uh, LinkedIn's probably the best way. Uh, Phil Fariska, F-O-R-I-S-K-A. And Melissa. I am on LinkedIn at Melissa Cavanaugh. Would you believe I'm straight up like Melissa Cavanaugh? <laughs> 
on LinkedIn. How about that? Really? Yeah. Without a U. K no U. There you go. Yeah. And and to be fair, you get more LinkedIn chatter than anyone else on the on the show. So well deserved. She provides value to people, and they want to talk to her about it. That's right. She actually has the most to offer because she 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 knows stuff. All right. And then Jeremy, if they want to find out about your your airplane blog, where can they do that? <laughs> it um, it may or may not be on my LinkedIn profile, Jeremy Razuk. <laughs> oh man, people are gonna be searching for that thing and they're gonna be really disappointed. You might actually have to start an airplane. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get a lot of nasty messages, yeah. I guess. That's right. You can get death threats for not having I wanna airplane. learn about aviation fuel, Jeremy. Where can I find you? <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. You can find me on LinkedIn or Twitter at Stuart Butler. You can find us collectively at Fuel Travel. Again, the notes are fueltravel.com slash podcast and click on episode 171. And until next time, you have been listening to the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. Search operator. Someone needs to make that song.